Welcome back, Sparklers, to another episode of Ignite Your Spark with me, your host, Kim Duff Selby. I'm your host, your producer, and yes, your CFO, Chief Fun Officer. And I bring you fun, enlightening, motivational, inspirational guests every single week. Today, we are going to set our souls afire with soul blazing. Okay, maybe not, but this is my guest signature method of helping people live a more powerful and authentic life. Lisa Haysha is the remarkable woman who is behind the soul blazing trail. A little bit about her. She is a mother, a life coach, an author, a transformational speaker, a TV host, an avid traveler, and she has an MA in spiritual psychology, which fascinates me. She's been to over 60 countries where she has worked in boardrooms and yurts, helping people make shift happen in their lives. And she is a great humanitarian who founded Whispers from Children's Hearts. She is amazing. And she has also interviewed and filmed dozens of really amazing people in her two Amazon original series, Soul Blazing, Conversations with Master Teachers, and Encounters with Metaphysical Healers. And if you are ever looking for something to do to ignite your spark, you will want to watch those because I've watched a few and I loved them. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining me on Ignite Your Spark. I really am honored that you are here today. Oh, thank you so much. It's really fun. I love your work. Thank you. I love your work. You have done so much in your life. And I know you started out in theater. Well, I don't know if you that was one of the things you've done, which is a true love of mine. And then you went on to a transformational journey. Do you want to tell us how you got into what you are doing now? What led you on the path to create soul blazing? And then we'll talk about what that is too. I think, you know, every moment of your life, you have choices. And obviously, when I was a child, I didn't go, I'm going to be a soul blazer. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been really cool if you had. Yeah, yeah. So... This book came about because I was traveling all over the world. I grew up under a Baghdad roof in San Diego, meaning my father was from Iraq. So we had uh, Middle Eastern rules while living there. And I just felt suffocated and I felt I couldn't express myself. It was like, this is who you're going to marry. This is how you act. This is how you be. You know, you're not allowed to have sleepovers, no camp, Mm. you know, even sports was a huge deal if we wanted to do something like that. So I just felt like, who am I? What am I? And it really got me on this um, trail of travel. And at 22, I decided to move out and left a note because I met someone. I can't tell you the whole story because it's too long and we have 30 minutes. But bottom line is I wrote a note saying, I'm sorry, I have to leave because I was at San Diego State at the time and Madonna was playing there, her very first concert, the Virgin Tour. And I somehow got there and got information of where she was staying in the band and got to meet them. Then we exchanged numbers and they invited me to travel all over the United States with them and I couldn't do it. So the final um, five days was in New York and 
the person I met, the guy who liked me said, Oh, you got to come. You got to come. So I said, forget it. I'm going, you know, I'm almost 23. I should be able to spend the night. So I went and I got to talk to Madonna and how did you become Madonna? Because she's from a patriarchal father and she had all these siblings. And how did you break out and go to New York? And how do you get the guts to be who you truly are? You know, cause that's one of the hardest things as you know, to do is really be you authentically. And like, she did that at such a young age. And anyway, so I got all this information. And one of the things she said was, you got to learn to travel and travel alone because we are trained to please others. Oh no, what do you want to do? Oh, where do you want to go? So she said, find out who you are by being alone and making all the decisions yourself. So I guess I took that to heart because 60 countries, 60 plus countries later, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think just going and I was so um, curious when I traveled and I really went, I went and stayed for a couple of months with the Sufis in Cappadocia. I spent time with the Maasai tribe. I actually had a couple of retreats there. Um, I went there and had such an amazing experience. So I brought 12 people twice. Um and we stayed in Bedouin tents, then got to see how they lived and work with them and climb the waterfalls. And, you know, we're out there with the wildebeest and zebras. I mean, it was just so magical. Oh. And I think all these experiences were blazing my soul. You know, I stayed with the Maoris in New Zealand. I, you know, I got work done by them, the Aborigines in Australia. When I had a film there, I went and stayed with the shamans in Peru where Ram Das goes and his people and... Um, I think all of that was working on me. My mom was got into a Shirley MacLaine without on a lid. Yeah. And I go, oh, mom, that stuff is yeah. so silly. But I think it kind of stuck in my head somewhere. And I started poking around in that world. And it was really interesting. And then I decided, oh, I'm so street smart. I had all these amazing experiences, which are in this book, if you're interested. And um, I decided to go to school and get a master's in spiritual psychology because I was having all these amazing spiritual experiences. They had a great program here in Los, Los Angeles in Santa Monica. And, and that the second year they ask you to um, create a project and I created my own type of therapy and that therapy, I named it soul blazing so then I started uh, doing it. You know, you have to do your 3,000 hours. And I started working in prisons. And one of the prisons I went to was Chowchilla Prison, where it was lifers, all females. And I got the bully of the prison. And she's like, oh, just do your thing. I do this just to get points. But I've been in here 23 years. Nothing could change me. So I ended up trying to do some of the methods I created of really mirroring somebody and looking at them, their eyes and eye gazing. And this was like 20 years ago. And holding her hands and looking at her. Anyway, after 30 minutes, she was crying and said, Lisa, you blazed my soul. And I went, uh, oh, you just gave me the name for my business. Because I was calling it the bell theory before. Oh, my gosh. That is incredible. Yeah. That was, I have chills just hearing that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Changing her life changed yours, obviously. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when we give to others and really, truly, genuinely heartfelt give to them, we receive so much more. And she gave you the title. Oh. Yes. Wow. Just saying you blaze my soul. I'm like, soul blazer, you know? So mm. she goes, I have nothing to give anymore. I have no reason to live. I'm like, no, look what you just did. This is going to help so many people. And Anyway, yeah, she ended up raising thousands of dollars. I forgot how much it was. They were like 25 or 75. 
um, from a payphone for battered women after that. So instead of being the bully, she became the angel and walking people through. So it was really beautiful. It was so profound. And I just thought, wow, this is the work I want to do. So I started working with foster kids, working, you know, teaching them to read and write and mm. working with, I don't know, taking people all over to six, seven countries doing soul blazing retreats where by day you give, you work in orphanages like SOS in Jordan and in Cairo, you know, and then Tanzania, we worked with Maasai tribe, you know, we worked in Bali, Costa Rica, helping building schools. So you do that by day. Then at nighttime, we light candles everywhere and it's like sacred circles and we do soul blazing. So oh. I learned when you give, you like yourself better. And most of all of our issues are we don't love ourselves. So once you start doing something and you're seeing the reaction of all these children, especially around the world, you start opening up your heart and you could really shift and make deep changes. You know, that's really beautiful and really valid. And I really hope that I just want to reiterate that because I think that's something that everybody needs to take to heart. When you give, you open up your heart, you receive and you love yourself more. I have often said to people in my own little sparkle coaching that if you are feeling not so great or less than do something nice for someone else, but you just really did nice things for people. I mean, you did more than that. So of course your heart is expanding open so that you can even continue to do your work further. It's just really special to do that. And you're so used to it. But I think people really need to hear that. You know, you're, you're talking about it. You lived it. But I just think that is probably the most important thing you've done is give so much to others and fill your cup along the way. So thank you ah, from the universe. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It was nothing planned. It just sort of happened. I kept doing them. My friends were going, I want to go. And I want to go. And then I thought, oh, let me ask clients. Do you guys want to go? And somehow it snowballed. So for about eight years or so, I did that. So crazy. So great. Well, then let's talk a little bit about the principles in Soul Blazing. And yes, you did the documentary series first, and then you wrote the book. Is that the order? Is the book brand new? Yes. Kind of simultaneously, because I've been working on this book for about God, five, six years, just uh -huh. putting ideas in there, going, you know, constructing it. Anytime I have a client, I'd write their story down, change the names, of course. And I would, you know, say what's valuable, what imposter is this? So I could really start um, saying how many people overlap. You know, it's like the same issue, but different people involved, different cast. So, well, yeah, let's tell people because I, we didn't talk about how the, we have, well, your theory and the way that you have created this is that it's a method of personal transformation based on seven imposters or yeah. archetypes. And you've worked with enough people that you were able to identify what most people fill into one of these fit into one of these seven categories. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think there's lots of categories you could go on and on and never end, but the goddess, the sage, you know, the warrior, yeah. all this stuff. But I think when it comes down to it, you could really narrow it down to like seven um, because they you could overlap them, you know, a little bit, a lot goes into each of them. So, and there's different variations, either, you know, there's the positive and there's the negative. So, right. um, yeah, so they could be your superpower or your saboteur. And I try to teach that 
They live on the stage of your brain making decisions for you without you realizing it. So if you could be quiet enough and listen to what you're saying, what you're putting out in the world, who you're being, instead of just reacting, you know, really Mm -hmm. stop and respond, you're going to notice that's not you speaking. It's um, I'm stressed out. I'm triggered. I'm this, I'm that. And you just start, you know, (laughs) throwing up on people. And it's like, oh, you don't have to do that. You can really take a step back and go, you know, who am I and how do I get in touch with my authentic soul? Because your authentic soul knows it's like the seed that was planted here. It knows your vision. It's your visionary of this is why I was born. This is where I need to go. Then your imposters are and archetypes, whatever you want to call them. They are um, placed there to impede your growth because if everyone wants to be a director and everyone succeeds, everyone's Spielberg, everyone wants to write a book and they're, they're New York Times bestseller. Everyone wants to, you know, whatever, be a scientist and they, everyone is Einstein and creates something incredible that changes our world. You know, life isn't fun. You got to have the challenges and roadblocks because it's really not about the destination. It's the journey, of course. Right. So you're going on the journey and this happened to you as a kid and this shows up in your life and you're like, ah, trigger, you know? So how do you react? Do you stay at that level forever and just keep fighting that? Then that goes away. Then the same thing comes again in a different face, a different body, different face, different body. Or do you go, oh, wow, it's you again. Let me conquer you. So in order to conquer, you have to identify it. Like what is the problem? What is the issue? So like I have a client who we're really working on you know, she's been married several times and she's been ripped off each time. She's mm. been, you know, financially, they stole money from her. They did this. She she had money. And each time someone stole like her whole bank account, pretending they loved her and slowly taking it, then disappearing. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's weird. So you're a victim, you know, right? So, and that's yeah. the mothership of all imposters. And it shares a common border with your wounded and her child, but it's the victim is, Okay, so um, I'm not worthy of love. So I choose men. And I know it, my authentic soul knows that what they're here for, or it's not an authentic loving relationship, but you're choosing them to get something from them too. If they took from you, that means you took from them subconsciously in some way, not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not the judge imposter, which is one. I'm just saying, if you have something that keeps happening, you're attracting it. What are you doing? Where are you not being authentic? I have another person who's always been in court for, you know, 15 years with kids um, every year, you know, getting, being sued and being harassed. And I don't know why the courts allow so much, you know, they should make a decision, you know, for the sake of the kids, but the kids are being jerked around. And, um, but why is it going on so long? You know, she's like, oh, he's just an asshole and he's a narcissist. And yeah, but I've seen and worked with, people who had situations and the way you talk, the, your tone, your body language, how you, how forgiving are you? Can you say, I'm sorry for my, what I'm doing? And can you communicate clearly and say, I forgive you for what you're doing? Let's start from scratch and have it be from your authentic soul. Even if you don't agree and they are as ugly as you say they are, you don't heal or can't get moved past it unless you say, why did I attract this? What's my part in it? And right. really, I didn't do anything. It's not, you know, if that's usually the first thing. Right. We okay. all buck up against 
things. Well, before you go on, can you briefly tell us, or you don't even have to describe them, just say the seven imposters. And you have a little quiz on your website, which we can take to determine which is our main imposter that leads us into not living an authentic life. Tell us what those are. It's the victim, the seductor, the fixer, the judge, the egotist, overthinker, joker, and authentic soul. And I think it's interesting for people to hear those because sometimes you automatically go, oh my gosh, that's me without even taking a quiz, right? Because you, if, if you've done yep. enough transformational work on yourself to know, oh, those are my issues. Yes. But it is interesting to do the quiz. I hadn't read the seven before I took the quiz because I just wanted to take it. And, and I've done a lot of work on myself. So I'm the authentic soul. <laughs> I'm proud to that's say. Wonderful. And sometimes we switch sometimes an imposter yeah. jumps in us again, like I've had four or five at one time before. And then it gets down to two Then I'm back to the authentic soul Then I get triggered of something because the more you clean up, the more things get, you know, rise yeah. to the top. You're like you, I forgot all about you, you know, who gave you it. So who gave you that imposter? You know, was it a bully at school, a teacher, a parent, a sibling who gave you that imposter that made you, I'm not worthy. I'm dumb. I don't love myself. I, whatever it is, um, who gave you that and you name it. Cause if you name it, you could claim it. And then you do a positive declaration about it. If someone said, oh, you're dumb and you'll always be dumb, something like that, and you took it to heart, what's a positive? You know, I learn easily and effortlessly, you know, and I enjoy, you know, learning whatever you want to say that resonates with you. So you're creating your own affirmation, not just taking it from YouTube. So it's personal based on that. So then that helps you integrate it. So anytime you say that, you know what you're doing, you know who you're dealing with and what imposter is that? You know, I'm never smart enough. That could be like the victim also. So you go, okay, I, I, the victim's out there. So then you make a deal with the victim. What I have clients do is write down, you know, their imposter, then their authentic soul and have them dialogue with that. You mm. know, you know, why are you holding me back? Why are you having me choose these men? Whatever it is. Why can't I get a job? Why can't I focus, you know, whatever it is, then your authentic soul, if you really listen and go out in silence, it will answer. You don't need a coach. It will answer an authentic soul. Go back and forth and read this. And um, you'll be surprised at what comes out of it. Then I keep a little notebook. Um, and I have my clients do that of each imposter. Oh, then, oh, here's a seductor. You see yourself doing something to manipulate in a way to get what you want. Or we've seen it in Hollywood, of course, with big, powerful men seducing the women. If you don't do this, you don't get the part and, or men <laughs> and right. hitting on the men too. That goes both ways. And sometimes females doing it or to get a part. And, and I've had a few that man and female that have compromised themselves for a bigger role and to shift their career. Now they're dealing with, oh, I'm famous, but I have this uh, guilt or I don't love myself or one became an alcoholic and one gambled their money away and they're it's because they don't feel like they deserved it. Yeah. They- now, so each of us probably has, well, maybe not every one of the imposters at some time, but as you're saying them, I'm thinking, oh, sure, I have manipulated people in the past. You know, you, you just do this kind of thing to get what you want. Not, 
yeah. we're human. Not not so much in those kind of ways, but yes. we are human. So being living with the imposter not imposter syndrome, because I think that's a little bit different, but with all of these imposters in our lives as part of our growth on the planet, right? As we work through this life here on earth to learn to mm, maybe get rid of them because they are not serving us in a way that is bringing us more joy, more authenticity. And I, it's part of finding your inner spark is yes. what I liken it to is finding unleashing that imposter and then getting to your authentic soul. To me, that is finding your spark, which yes. is going to bring you more joy. Yes. And in the book, is the quiz also in the book? Uh, no, I just refer to where to get it. Okay. And then in the book, do you outline each of the imposter I syndromes do. and then tell us how does how about an example of how one can be switch it from an imposter to a superpower? Well, when you have an issue, I think I already mentioned that in this a little bit um, with like, you know, the someone who is a victim, uh-huh. uh, like, let's say this woman that I told you, she's had two right. husbands now take a lot of her money. So that's using it as a victim the saboteur, because she's not in touch with that. She just keeps reacting. And if you talk to the men or talk to other people in her life, they say she's just a really uh, dark person and, you know, mean and controlling with all her money. So they probably got fed up and just said, screw you. I'm going to just take it. I've been married to you and I have to put up with you, you know, so you could turn that into a superpower by acknowledging that, seeing where it's coming from who did this to you? Why do you fear love so much? Why do you push oh. it away? Why do you have to be in control and do the exercise that I just shared with you, like with the authentic soul in that sit out in nature and just think, let it go. I also do a thing um, where I write down for 12 minutes because 12 is a sacred number and just, you know, open-ended whatever's in my head, you know, I'll go, why is, you know, how do I turn this into a superpower? Why is this happening? Then I just write, and scribble what happened to me and why I don't trust. And each time that happens, you don't trust more, of course, because now see, I have evidence it's happening, but you're creating that. And why? So you have to get to that core and figure out why. And you can do that when you're talking to your authentic self and then you burn it. So it's that energy's gone. You don't keep hanging it because then the energy's laying around. Oh. And when you do this kind of stuff, just this, you know, it's very simple spiritual work it makes such a big difference in your life you know having a morning routine and waking up and doing a few simple steps every morning to set and ground your day and set your intentions it's a big difference because you're not just go oh, got to run here got to do this well let me grab this I have no appointment so let me just you know do whatever kill time it's okay if you want to kill time and do nothing, just veg in front of the TV or sit outside or walk to the store, whatever it is, sit at lunch for two hours with a friend, but put it in your calendar to a certain extent. So um, you're in control of what you do. You're not just letting everyone else pull you around. Oh, do you want to go here? Sure. I don't have anything. I like block in time, just me time. So if someone says, Hey, what are you doing? Do you want to go grab lunch today? 
I can say, no, I'm busy. What are you doing? I have an appointment with me. (laughs) Value ourselves. And we need to put in that time to, oh, I just want to play piano. But if you don't put it in, it's not going to be there. So, um, and of course you could move things around if something special comes up, like someone's from out of town and says, oh, I'm going to be there Thursday or tomorrow. Can you carve out time? You could go, yeah, but then you move your schedule around where you still get your stuff done. Yeah. You know what, that, that I find is very important. Most of my guests actually do have a morning practice. We talk about that with a lot of different people. And I find my day doesn't go right if I don't get that morning practice. I also find it very disturbing because of I do a lot of different things, but people will need something from me immediately for one of the things I do. And I'm like, I, I really, it's hard to say no when you're, you know, if it's a job where you're being compensated financially and you have to jump and that's very frustrating, but we have to learn to live with that. And we have to learn to navigate and take deep breaths and go, okay, I can deal with this and shift things around if we need to. Yes. But I think it's very important. You know, I didn't ask you this, but, and perhaps the answer is in your morning routine, but how do you ignite your spark on a daily basis? It is in my daily routine. When I wake up in the morning, I do something for mind, body, heart, soul. So uh, my mind, I read something that's uplifting and, you know, even if it's two paragraphs or a chapter or three chapters, depending. So I I say you could do it in five minutes or it could be an hour, you know, whatever you want or have time for. In the body, I do yoga, I do stretches, I have a massager and I use some of that. And then um, the soul, I write something to somebody, you know, like something um, loving or quote and send to people I care about one or two people and um, mind, body. Yeah. Yeah. So in heart, I, again, do something for me or for somebody else. I'll go walk outside, anything that'll open my heart. I'll do this exercise with an imposter and authentic soul. I'll do something to crack open my heart. I love it. Yeah. Mind, body, heart, and soul. Yeah. I like having that in mind when you start a morning routine to ignite your spark. I think that is a really nice way of, a very short, concise way of giving yourself an outline each day, basically. Yes, loving yourself. Like heart is just yeah. loving yourself. What can you do to be nice to yourself today? What kind of treat are you going to give yourself? You know, it could yeah. just be drinking 16 ounces of water could be your heart, you know, just start off the day, you know, hydrating and, or it's about just doing a two minute meditation or a 30 minute meditation, whatever it is, or just walking on the grass barefoot or just taking a walk around the block, whatever, all that could be heart if you're doing something that is nurturing you. Yeah, no, I think that's very special. And the other takeaway that I hope people really pay attention to is that I loved how you said you wrote for 12 minutes to your authentic self. And I think anybody could do that. It'd probably be better if they had a little more guidance reading your book or going to your website, you know, learning a little bit more, but that's a really powerful practice. Yes. Especially, and and the reminder to burn it and let it go is really important because we don't want that energy. And you have interviewed so many people. You have just gathered information, and I can see how that would just be filling up your soul so that you could 
do this trailblazing. I like trailblazing your soul blazing. I yeah, really, yeah, I just, I see it sort of as we're walking down a trail and, and your heart's on fire and your soul's on fire and your soul's really happy that you are digging deep inside to find out and get rid of the imposters that are holding you back. I can visualize it. It's perfect. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Is there anything else that you would like to leave us with before we end? I can't believe it's gone so quickly. Tell us like what, how you work with people now. I mean, you've done these great documentaries and I really encourage people to go and watch them. The links are right on your website. You can get to them very easily, but how are you working with people now? I am doing one-on-ones with only four people at a time. So when someone ends their sessions, then I could bring someone else in because I like to give quality time to people. I don't want to be over inundated and I do Zooms. So I have a Zoom class, which is really exciting. I have three ongoing at any given time. Um, There's part one, part two, and part three, and they're all eight sessions. And they're usually at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And they're one hour and they're amazing. The first one is meet your imposters. So we really break down these imposters and how to work with them and how to find your authentic soul and stay in that place and how to make your imposters superpowers instead of saboteurs. Then the second part is really knowing yourself. So it's a lot of writing exercises. We write letters to ourselves, to our imposters. We rewrite our story. What is your story? We write all this fun stuff. Then the third part is um, soul blazing your way to abundance. Oh, good. Manifest. Yeah, it's manifesting legacy and all that and really looking at it and using the work we just did and tying it all together. And it's really fun and powerful and you're in a wonderful community. And it's really wonderful for me even to be a part of it. I feel like I grow and change. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we do. We grow and change by each person we assist or we meet or we learn from, I learn from all of the amazing people that I interview. And it also leads me down a path. And I hopefully hope that it also leads my listeners down a path to explore, for instance, to explore what you are offering, to explore what your imposter is. I I don't think we can ever do enough self-growth because there's always something new to learn around each corner. And even if you think you have reached the pinnacle of self-transformation, yeah, you probably haven't, especially if you think that. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Well, Lisa, where can people find you? They could go to my website at soulblazing.com or Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, even TikTok. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Pinterest, yeah. Oh, I'm so is it all under Soul Blazing? Yeah, Soul Blazing or my name. Okay. So I just, I, I think soulblazing.com is great, easy to remember. And Soul Blazing, I just love that title. God bless that woman who came up with it for you. That must have been really challenging. I just keep thinking back to that time when you worked with the lifers, because I've worked with women who've previously been incarcerated, not while they were incarcerated, but right afterwards in the living center. And it was very challenging for me, even though these women were on their way to being rehabilitated. I cannot imagine the compassion that you have within that has allowed you to work with zillions of people, but especially those women. That's very powerful. And what a gift you were to them. So that's amazing. 
Well, blazing souls, <laughs> not blazing saddles. Yes. So get the book, learn more about it, come to a uh, Zoom or I also have something that I pre-recorded. If you want to learn more about it, you could just buy that. Also, a lot of people Good. do that before the class. Yeah, lots of things to learn and to grow and to find me everywhere. Yeah, I love it. Lisa, thank you so much for your time. It just flew by. I have so many more questions because I would love to interview about all the people you've interviewed. It's just sort of a <laughs> dream of mine to interview and meet all these wonderful people. Just so you all know, she has... Oh, I, did I mention at the beginning, Jack Canfield, Byron Katie, Wim Hof? I know we talked about it before we spoke, but just... I think for people who want to get a taste, just go look at these documentaries and you will want to work with Lisa. I mean, it's just incredible. I, I appreciate your blazing my soul today. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> and blazing the souls of all my listeners. So... Thank you all for tuning in once again to Ignite Your Spark. And please share this episode with your pals. Rate it and subscribe it to Ignite Your Spark if you're enjoying it. Because our goal is to light up the world with your spark because the world needs your spark. Not your imposter spark, but your authentic <laughs> That's so fun. Okay. Thank you. Well, shine on, people. Walk through life. Every day is a new beginning, shine your light, it's a day and the world is waiting, 